coming up. Are you dating someone really, really special? Well, how will you know if this person is the right one? Welcome, everyone, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on Aish.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week a well-known Torah scholar drops by for a visit and shares important insights that will make home life better. And today, I'm at Aisha Torah's headquarters in Jerusalem, Israel, with my guest, Rabbi David Aaron, who is back on the podcast, and this time to help folks who are dating know whether this person is the right one. Rabbi Aaron is the dean and founder of Israelite, an international organization and center for Jewish learning in Jerusalem's old city and Yeshivat Oraita, which offers a one to two year program for high school graduates. To contact Rabbi Aaron or to purchase any of his eight books, visit RabbiDavidAaron.com. And that's R-A-B-B-I-D-A-V-I-D-A-A-R-O-N. Dot com. Welcome back, Rabbi David Aaron, to At Home in Jerusalem. Thank you. Okay, complicated question, great topic. How do you make the right decision as to whether this one is the right one? So the first thing is not to make a decision. It's not a decision. A lot of people are hoping that somehow it's, I'm just going to know. And, um, I, I, you know, I remember when I was dating my wife, um, I was having the hardest time of deciding, is she the right one? And so I decided to make a list. And I made a list of the pros okay. and a list of the cons. Okay. And I said, well, maybe I'll just add it up and then I'll know. But then I realized, no, they don't, they don't equal each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like this one is not, you know, so I thought, okay, so I have to evaluate each pro and each con. Right. And so on a scale of one to 10, this one's a five. Mm, this one's a two. Ah, that's a 10. Oh, no, that's a one. And then I was hoping that I would just take out my calculator, <laughs> add it all up, and it would say yay or nay. Okay. But I saw that it just wasn't working. And I realized that this is not a conclusion. This is a choice. Okay. And a choice means a responsible choice. But a choice means that there will always be an element of doubt. And... Um, And I would not call this a leap of faith. I call this a skip of choice. A skip of choice. A choice takes courage. And uh, you want to be responsible. You want to take the right time. But in the end, you have to know, you have to make a choice because you won't know for sure. Mm -hmm. You can't know for sure. Mm -hmm. In fact, it worries me when people think they know for sure because Mm -hmm. how do you know who this person is going to be the next morning? How do you know who they're going to be when you win the lottery? How are you going to know who they're going to be if you lose your job? There's so many variables. You really don't know how they're going to respond to so many life experiences that are going to come your way. Mm -hmm. So you just need to make a choice that this person is a responsible person, Mm -hmm. a, a, a person that is committed to what it takes to make a relationship work. And then you're just going to make that relationship work. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that there will be surprises. There will be tests, challenges, surprises. What about this thing? I've read it in your articles and I've heard in your lectures that blessing comes from when you didn't get what you want. So that sounds a little scary, but what, but what do you mean when you say that blessing comes when you didn't get what you want? Well, you know, there's a, there's a tradition at the Jewish wedding uh, called the bedecking. 
uh, which I don't know how to describe. I mean, it means to cover. But what it, basically what happens is the bride is sitting on her bridal chair and all her friends and family around her. Mm-hmm. And then the groom, he walks towards her, accompanied by his friends and family with lots of singing and dancing. And he looks at his bride and he puts the veil over her face. He turns around and goes back. He goes to the wedding canopy. Mm-hmm. Now, the common explanation of that is this is reminiscent of what happened to Jacob, that Jacob was duped. His dream woman was Rachel and he wanted to marry Rachel. And there was a switch and he wakes up in the morning and it's actually Leah. And so we're taught that this veiling the bride mm-hmm. is somehow connected to that. And I always thought that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I want to check that this is really my bride of choice, what I would do is I would uncover her veil. <laughs> I would take her with me. Right. I wouldn't turn my back when everybody is making noise and, I, you know, I wouldn't take my eyes off her. I believe it's just the opposite. I believe that actually I'm going towards my bride. And I'm going to put the veil and I'm going to say, I thought you were Rachel. I wanted Rachel, but I know that in there, there's also a Leia. I know in there, there are things about you that I don't know. And maybe I don't even want, Mm -hmm. but I now am putting my love in God's hands. You're, I've made my choice, but now that I'm marrying you, Mm -hmm. it's God's plan. And I surrendered to God's plan. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is that Leia actually brought more children to Jacob than Rachel. And so essentially, I think the key to a loving relationship is to understand there's two facets to the bride and the groom. There's that which I chose. That's what I expected. That's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And then there's that which is the surprise, that which is God's plan. And if you have this attitude and you seek it, you will find that in precisely what you weren't hoping for could actually be waiting a gold mine, and that this tremendous blessing right there in God's plan. Mm-hmm. I like a, that um, all of this is an approach that involves a lot of self-introspection. What is your opinion of getting other people's opinions? Because a lot of it is I'll make this decision, but maybe if a person has a mentor or a family member or somebody they really, really trust or someone who knows the person that uh, one may want to marry, what do you think of seeing outside opinions, how many, how many to help make this decision? It's not a committee decision, but right. it's a decision. Uh, you know, it, you have to be careful that you're asking the right people and how many people you're asking and realize that nobody is going to make this decision for you Mm -hmm. and stop trying and hoping that they will you can hear their thoughts and you know and 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 consider their points but in the end you have to take responsibility and um one of my teachers gave me a great rule of thumb if your head says yes but your heart says no it's no if your heart says yes, but your head says no, it's no. Wow. Mm-hmm. If your head says yes, but your heart doesn't have an opinion, it's yes. Hmm. And if your heart says yes, but your head doesn't have an opinion, it's yes. And hmm. obviously, if they both say no, it's yes. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's no. Um, but at some point, people have to choose and say, we're going to make this work. We're going to make this work. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I believe that with that work and with that time and with that maturity of, of opening myself up, that it wasn't my dream girl, 
But if that's who I married, then I guess it's God's dream girl for me. And with that attitude, I think we can go and, and, and work through some of the toughest stuff and make it really work. Okay, really terrific insights. Thank you so much for speaking with us about how a person can know if the person he or she is dating may be the right one. Rabbi David Aaron. Thank you so much. And there are many additional excellent articles and classes on H.com about dating and marriage. Check them out. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.